0: Here's the story of a lovely lady and a man named Brady who each had three kids of their own and together became the Brady Bunch. But the real world is not so Brady and they would all grow up with problems of their own. 14 years after the final episode aired, Mike, Carol, Greg, Marsha, Peter, Jan, Bobby and Cindy, and of course Alice, reunited in A Very Brady Christmas in 1988. The reunion movie told the story of Mike and Carol using the money from their vacation fund to pay the travel expenses for the Brady kids and the families to return home for the holiday. Everybody brings home personal problems that they must overcome to have a very Brady Christmas. I invited the Christmas Cousins podcast to discuss a very Brady Christmas. Chad, a holiday devotee, and his cousin Seth, a festive freshman, are embarking on a journey through the seasons as Chad guides Seth through the whimsical wonders of each holiday. Together, we discuss the movie... Brady facts and realize that Brady's have problems just like us. Chad and Seth, welcome to Christmas Aficionado. I know mine and your audiences were clamoring for us to cover this TV movie. Uh, What did you think
1: of A Very Brady Christmas? Thank you for having us. What an honor, Seth. We always discuss we wanted our family to be like the Brady family, and now this is our opportunity. So, Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, just... Being here with this blue background is magical, frankly.
2: (laughs) Thank you, uh, cousin Joe, for bringing this lifelong dream to fruition
1: here today. Hopefully you dole out wisdom just like Mike Brady does throughout this episode, because that Mm -hmm. guy always knows the right thing to say. It's amazing. Yes. So what did you guys think of the
0: movie? Just give me your quick overall opinion. Chad, I'll let you go
1: first. Well, I actually, I thought it held up well. It was true to the original series, which I wasn't sure how it would be with the cast coming back together. I mean, aside from Cindy, they all got back into the characters perfectly. Uh, So overall, very much enjoyed it, captured the true essence of the series. And actually, I I, I might have liked it more than some of the other episodes. Wow. Seth, what did you think? Yeah, I've enjoyed
2: it as well. It was, um, I thought I had seen it years ago and i thought it was gonna be a refresher but um it turns out <clears throat> excuse me i had never seen it so it was new <laughs> uh so it was um and, and watching it now knowing that it was uh was done in the 80s yeah early 80s i think 85 i think 85
1: 80. 98 oh okay so
2: okay. Oh, a little later 80s um yeah it was really cool to kind of see they grew up what they were doing with their lives and it's um yeah so see all the uh some of the uh pitfalls and
1: obstacles they might go through, so. <laughs> yeah, Seth, the 80s, you were all about just just raiding the stock market and big <laughs> piles of white stuff and going crazy and red Ferraris. You weren't watching the Brady Bunch, Seth. That was the 80s, yeah, so not your fine, time, so. Right,
2: I mean, that was a, a crucial time, that like, what, 12 to 15? <laughs> you not remember much of it.
0: <laughs> right, right. Just, they got a lot going on in those three years. <laughs> so as I talked about, the Brady Bunch kids, they grew up and just had problems of their own. And some of the problems are absolutely ridiculous. Some of them are dumb and some of them are just somewhat concerning. You should probably worry about that. So, well, are you ready to rank the nine different Brady Bunch problems from ridiculously dumb to concerning?
1: So- Oh, I I'm, I'm just bored, ready.
0: All right, first That's up. Good. Mike Brady. Mike has a complicated client in Ted Roberts. They disagree and have differences of opinion on structural modifications. The plans are within building and safety code requirements, but Mike is insisting on additional structural modifications that Ted believes are unnecessary and very expensive. Ted fires Mike as the main architect, but comes crawling back when the construction site has a cave-in, trapping two security guards and eventually Mike. The resolution is that Mike finds his way to escape when he hears the entire Brady family singing, Oh Come All Ye Faithful.
1: The king of angels. <laughs> Folks, this is a Christmas story with a really happy ending. And I just noticed the street sign on the corner. It looks like another miracle on 34th Street.
0: So where does this issue and problem rank? Should Mike be concerned about it or is it just ridiculously dumb? Uh, you want me to start this one? Go ahead. Sure.
2: <laughs> I, um, I think it's, it could have been a different scene, but um, I put it up there because when Mike goes to see him, initially goes to see Ted, um, after Ted has had that Phone call with Carol. Um, yeah, I was uh, thinking that was he was going to walk up to him be like, if you ever speak to my wife like that again, yeah, I am going so to I. permanently put you in the structure of this building. So, <laughs> <laughs> ironically, the thing collapses. So um, <laughs> that did not happen. But um, where would I put? The, uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not the most important. I maybe
0: seven or eight for me okay nine being the okay. not so not worrying about it one is the higher one so yeah so I'm gonna oh uh so I'm gonna
2: say seven it didn't seem like the biggest because I think Mike is confident in his abilities as an architect and he's uh, by his uh you know his principles of not cutting
0: corners and uh letting the building collapse and so <laughs> yeah, I mean he almost dies, but that's okay. Uh, Chad, yeah. <laughs> where do you th- do you think that seven is a good number to start with,
1: or should we move it up? It's right around there as usual. I usually agree with Seth. However, I'm going to bring it down a notch. I'm going to number eight, and here's why: it's a low stakes game for them. Mike comes off as a saint. Oh, I was extra concerned. I had to go above and beyond the building codes to make sure my building was the safest. Carol. <laughs> I gather, isn't doing real estate because they really need the money, but because she enjoys it or something to fulfill her time, she doesn't care if she loses this annoying client. So I think it's low stakes. They have money. They're sitting on that gold mine with that Brady house. And the fact of the matter is that Mike looks great as an architect. She looks good because she's not dealing with an annoying client, didn't really need the business. And the fact that Mike ends up being right at the end proves my point it's an eight only because i'm saving number nine for something that i, I know happened that is just no stakes at all that's <sighs> where we go eight. so seth what do you think seven okay. or
0: eight? you think you want to keep it at seven or do you you agree with chat uh yeah i'll go with Chad. okay <laughs> oh so mike has one of the least worrisome problems so mm-hmm. all right let's move on to carol brady carol brady carol's problem is similar to mike's After years of not working, the matriarch of the Bradys gets a job as a realtor for Advantage Properties. The company's slogan is, a customer isn't a customer, unless a customer is a satisfied customer. But Ted Roberts, he's an unsatisfied customer. When Mike and him initially disagree on the structural modifications, Ted Roberts calls Carol, mansplaining her, insisting that Carol talk to Mike or lose a major account for the company. The resolution is that Mike drops Ted Roberts as a client, and the problem for Carol just of goes away
1: sometimes i'm sorry you ever mentioned my name to ted roberts (coughs) you all right
0: i'm fine just fine
1: well i know exactly what to do about ted roberts
0: right now we're almost ready to eat no
1: first things first okay
0: So where would we rank this one?
1: If I can start here, Seth, if you don't mind, because this is a compendium to the last one. So this is number seven and it's very low stakes because as I said, I don't think Carol needs the job. However, she still has a reputation to uphold and she likes her clients to be happy. And the other people she works with may need this client, whether she does or not. So the stakes are slightly higher. However, it's only a little bit higher than Mike's because Mike's is a win-win. He loses a client because he's overly concerned about public safety. Carol has a chance to look bad and not help out her office, but for her personally and her family, she doesn't need this job. She's Carol Brady. She's got it going on. She has everything going for mm-hmm. her. So that's a seven. He's an eight. I'm holding off for number nine, and I don't think anything's beating number nine.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Seth?
2: you agree with him?
1: eloquently put um
2: yeah i can't say anything <laughs> as an additive to that or uh yeah post joke but yeah so i would uh say was seven as well
1: okay and, and can i tell you i was i was texting seth about this episode of this movie 3 a.m eastern time 2 2 a.m central time this morning so it's I definitely been on my mind he has it he's <laughs> sure.
0: greg brady Greg, now an obstetrician, works with his wife Nora, a nurse, discussing their Christmas plans for a Mrs. Powell's labor. After getting the invite to come home for the holidays, Greg is rocked when his wife tells him that she can't go because her favorite Aunt Frances will be at her parents' house, and she hasn't seen her in six years. Greg points out that this is the first time in years all the kids are going to be together. The solution is that Greg and his son Kevin will go to his parents while Nora visits her parents and her Aunt Frances. The resolution, though, is that Nora comes to her senses and joins her husband and son. Nora! What are you doing here? Oh, I got there and I seen Aunt Frances and everyone. Now it's time to go back to your husband and your son and so here I am. (laughs) So, where does this problem work? yeah i mean
2: <laughs> it's like you know, they didn't give you enough time to kind of think, think about it it was resolved fairly quickly and um yeah it's i mean i'm a little hard pressed to put it in the number nine spot um
0: <laughs> i think know, we might be yeah. reordering some, some problems right
2: yeah i i can't i can't in good conscience put it at six um that's not gonna happen <laughs> so what do we do um oh i don't know chad do you want to weigh in on <laughs> no this count, man, i want
1: to hear your score
2: <laughs> can we can we let's see if we break it down or have a nervous <laughs> breakdown oh
1: what could we oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, this is like reorder. our writing this is like our writing meetings how they go joe <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh it would it mess things up too much if i started reorganizing now? <laughs> do you want to put it in the eight spot <laughs> no no that's uh I don't know. No, that's fine. Um, I'll I'll put it in his
0: ninth right now. (laughs) Okay. Greg is at nine. Does that sound good, Chad?
1: No, I disagree. (laughs) I have Greg. I have Greg. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) I have Greg at the sixth spot.
0: Okay.
1: He could end up slightly higher. I was on the fence because not spending the holidays as a full family is a big issue. Not for Christmas. Now he's sitting there jealous not jealous feeling guilty that his wife is now with her parents but not with their kid so he's with the kid he's with his family but they're not together so for him it's a bittersweet christmas this has real issues attending to it she may harbor negative feelings about this this may come up around the next easter where she brings it up he may never be able to see his family again without having her bring it up and go remember that one christmas christmas 88 do you remember do you remember (laughs) yes i remember at that time it was easier dealing with gorbachev so Mm -hmm. I think this has to be six. It could be higher, except we've got other bigger Brady issues going on, so I'm sticking with six. I wish I had my sound effects. Ding ding ding. (laughs) Does that sound good? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, take it from the nines.
0: All (laughs) right.
2: So intrigued what cousin Chaz number nine is gonna be.
0: (laughs) Marsha Brady. Marsha's husband Wally is let go from the Tyler Toy Company after a merger and consolidation. He was a salesperson who opened up new toy markets, but we will learn in later Brady reunions that Wally just can't keep a job. She also has a terrible son, Mickey, who seems to be a nightmare and talks too much. They accept Carol's offer to fly them home, but vow not to tell anybody in the family that Wally lost his job. The resolution is because Mickey blabs to Mike that his dad lost his job. Mike organizes Wally to meet the owner of Prescott Toys and secures a new job for Christmas. Well, I haven't been honest with the family. I lost my job. And because I wasn't honest, I almost lost a wonderful new job I got
1: from Mr. Prescott.
0: Don't be sorry. Just be Wally.
1: Here here. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think? Marcia's is, is pretty low stakes because the guy, yes, it is hard when you lose your job. Not, not as low stakes as the other ones though, but we know he's going to bounce back. He's a top salesman, they say that early on. And the toy business is booming in the late 80s. Nintendo's coming out. We still have KB Toys, we have Toys R Us, we have all these places to sell it. So he's going to bounce back nicely. And they put in, he said, we don't have a ton to live on, but we do have to be worried about what we're saving. They've got parents who clearly have extra money too. I wasn't worried about them not eating. So I'm putting this right above where we had. um, Okay. So number five, then five.
0: Marsha at five. What do you think?
1: Five, six, seven, and eight right now so far. Yeah. With Wally and Marsha.
2: Hmm. (laughs) I, I, their situation like Chad, I I know it's, it's not completely dire straits. I think the bigger issue is um, uh, Wally's mental stability um (laughs) he tantrums like a child um which he should be able to control that i mean how does he go in front of you know customers or clients and stuff and present i mean that if he doesn't get an answer he likes um so yeah so that was a little concerning and she doesn't have the wherewithal if you're discussing matters important matters and things like that don't do it in the middle of the night Right in front of your kid, <laughs> so you're waking yes. them up so they can be part of it. They're not at gonna Christmas combine. time.
1: Yeah, at Christmas time.
2: <laughs> yes. So it's uh, that could be problematic down the road. For our purposes today, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Solid It could go, could go either way. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Peter Brady. Peter has a real problem. He's a chauvinist. His girlfriend Valerie is his boss who doesn't mind a little office play, but knows that they still need to keep it professional during work hours. He wants to marry her, but doesn't feel like a man because she makes more money than him. He's ready to commit, but must do it his own way. The resolution, though, is that Peter and Valerie both propose to each other at the same
1: time. Don't let her talk, Dad. She's not in the family. I've come to a conclusion.
2: Well, so have I
0: women can make decisions too
1: well certain things are a man's prerogative excuse
0: me i have a feeling a question is about to be asked yeah. yes i have an idea why don't i count to three and then you can both ask the question at the same time how's that
1: one two Peter, will you, you marry, marry
0: me, me? <laughs> <laughs> that's the dumbest proposal i ever heard.
1: What is this like? If I could take this one, I have definite opinions here. So this is number four. And I'll tell you why Peter's problem is not a problem. Peter's problem is Peter's problem. Let me explain. So his problem is that his wife has a great job and is willing to support him and loves him for whatever it is. And she said, I'm the boss nine to five. You're the boss from five to nine. She seems very forward thinking. His problem is Peter's problem. This isn't the Peter principle. And Peter didn't pick a pack of pickled peppers. Peter has a problem in principle because Peter has an issue with his own ego, his own concern, which was superseding his his support and his love for his wife. He should have been proud of her and her position. That's how he fell in love with her. He only thought about how it looked for others. So his problem is a lot more inside. He's worried so much about how society perceives him that he can't even support his wife. This is for because even though they got back at the end of the show, there's going to be deep-seated issues here. He needs help. There, she needs to run this is number four and only because there's bigger issues at hand here.
2: same <laughs>
1: <laughs> toads Hey. Okay. wow that, That's did right. you write, I've been did up, you up since right. three. Did you, you. Did you please tell me you wrote that down. I just, I just came up with that off the top of my head and I can't believe my tongue didn't get twisted when that's I said what it. I'm, that's, that's what I'm impressed
0: by. I'm super impressed by that because I was like, you either had to have written that down or you just did it real quick and got it out, so.
1: I did it really fast and surprised myself because it just came up and I'm hopped I'm up on matcha and no sleep, so.
0: Jan Brady. Jan and her husband Philip are having marital problems and are on the verge of divorce. Carol calls as Philip is moving out and is confused when she tells him that she is delighted about the news. He realizes that Jan didn't tell her mother what was happening. Turns out that Philip was just spending more time on his research for the gray lag goose than paying attention to his wife. The resolution happens when Carol gets Jan and Philip to talk and ends with them getting it on in the boys' old room, skipping breakfast. You can be late for breakfast. Where's this thing?
2: Seth? What do you think? I mean, it's uh, if you hold the sanctity of marriage in high regard, <laughs> it's a pretty big issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that is the reason, there, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's bigger than just the, uh, the that bird or what was, the thing, yeah, it was. <laughs> great leg goose, great leg goose. Uh, and, and we have uh, the first, second, third, and ninth spot open. Mm-hmm. Um
1: uh, I'd go three, the third place one ranking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm and, I'm I'm almost there with you. I'm almost there, but I have this in the number two place, and I'll tell you why. Their okay. marriage is done. Jan's got issues. He agrees magnanimously the 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 husband. Agrees to go spend Christmas with the family, even though he knows getting divorced. So they're getting divorced. So he's doing it for his future ex in laws at this point, we think. Yeah. A minute later, he goes to carry his stuff out. Jan puts her feet up on the coffee table and blocks his way in such a petty manner. I'm going, oh, she's got some real issues here. So there's that. Then they get there. Again, this guy has done all this sacrifice for her family. And then she makes him sleep on a chair, a chair. It's not even solid that's number two number three she's jealous of this research he's doing so any successful marriage i've been married 20 years A successful marriage you have to let each person in the couple grow and be free and grow as people as you grow together as a couple if she's going to be jealous of his passion his work he's going to now start just holding such resentment towards her they cannot make it these two she's got major issues he needs to head for the hills as well this has to be number two because it's done So whatever you guys think, but I I think it's a major problem. I think by now they're done. They've been done for years, decades. (laughs) It was all a
2: big farce, the entire marriage. (laughs) Uh So what do you
0: think? You think uh, Chad's right?
2: Yeah, see, everyone can now see the compelling argument that Chad presents that has <laughs> got me into this whole thing. But yeah, so uh, yeah, let's move it up to number it, two.
1: Look at her history. She was always jealous of Marsha. Now she's jealous yeah. of her husband's career, of the people her husband's studying. She should have dealt with this as an adolescent and shame on Mike and Carol for not getting her help.
0: Yeah. And I think we can all be happy for for chad's wife because if he wants to start doing research on the gray light goose she's going to be supportive of him.
1: yes yes thank you she will and i'm thinking of doing that actually <laughs> i'll be researching right. gray goose i'll be researching gray goose this weekend
0: <laughs> <laughs> i want a full report next time we talk so yes just um, the vodka. yes <laughs> bobby brady Everybody thinks Bobby is in graduate school, studying for a degree in business administration. What his family doesn't know is that he dropped out of school to become a race car driver. He has a dream of one day racing in the Indianapolis 500, but knows that if his family knew what he was doing, especially his mother, they would worry. The resolution is that Bobby tells his parents, and they give their blessing. I never wanted to hurt you either, but I'm not in graduate school anymore. I dropped out a year ago to become a race car driver. Bobby? Race car driver? I know that you and Dad really want me to finish my business course. Yes, we do. Bobby, it's so dangerous. Oh, Bob.
1: <sighs> well. I didn't always do what my parents wanted me to do. It's your decision to make.
0: Be careful, Bobby. So, where does
1: this problem rank? Dude, you want to take this one? Sure. (laughs) All right. You took the last one. I'll take it. (laughs) It seems like Bobby's issue would be small, right? Okay, he wants to be a race car driver. He doesn't. We all want to be professional race car drivers. Maybe he doesn't make it, but it's actually a way bigger problem than it seems because he is completely anchorless. He is floating. He now dropped out of his education for this dream where there's an infinitesimal chance of him actually making it as a race car driver. There's the risk of being a a failure at it. There's the risk of accidents and injuries. I don't know what the stats are, but it can't be great. So now he doesn't have the degree. He's also stuck where whether he, if he doesn't make it, he's always going to feel like that got away and he didn't try it. And he's got no path forward right now. I think this leads to major issues. I think he gets a car crash, gets hooked on painkillers. I don't know what the follow-up was. I believe, they, wasn't there a follow-up where he had a drinking issue or something? No, that's Martian. Oh, that was Martian. Okay. So <laughs> I, I don't see it ending well for for Bobby here. Uh, the race car thing, I don't think it's going to work out. Uh, and now he doesn't have the degree he should have. And the fact that he's like, what, 28, 25 at this point and can't tell his parents what he's doing that's, yeah, that's a problem too so i that that for me was number number three i think number three because we had janet number two mm-hmm. i think i would
2: agree with that yeah i uh, i did a similar risk assessment for him mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah it was um yeah it didn't it didn't look well, it didn't look good for the future
1: uh, yeah and i don't want to minimize anybody who has these addictions and things but i could right. just see he's going to have problems and issues and uh it's not going to go well for him. I'm taking it as a serious world words world world scenario, and I think he's just setting himself up for a letdown. Well, Don't chase your dreams, your dreams, Bobby. <laughs> give it up.
0: I think uh, I, I'll spoil alert for you. Mm-hmm. This series: The Brady's, which takes place a couple years after this episode. He's still a race mm-hmm. car driver, and he actually mm-hmm. races in the Indianapolis 500. Wow! He crashes and he paralyzes oh. himself. So what? What? Yes. Yes, Bobby Brady becomes paralyzed. But the good thing is, he marries his wife, who's played by Martha Quinn.
1: Oh wow. He's fully he's paralyzed. He's like wheelchair, like waist yep. down. He's in oh a wheelchair. God. Yeah. So if he listened to me and gave up that that daydream and and got back to school, he would have been fine. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Okay. That's, theory, that, did you remember, know that theory that you know, I had no about. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really. they're
0: not you, they're, the Brady's the Brady series doesn't have anything Christmas in it. So I was never, I'll never cover it on my channel, but it is a interesting take on drama TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really. They went full on with that. I mean,
0: <laughs> Cindy Brady. Other than looking very different, Cindy is dealing with how her family sees her. Nobody asked her if she would come home. They just assumed she would, even though she has been planning a ski trip with the guys. She wants respect for her family to treat her like an adult and no longer that little girl in pigtails. The resolution is that Cindy is offered a seat at the adult table instead of the kids' table.
1: I didn't really want to come home for Christmas. You didn't? Well, I did, but see the girls they plan this big ski weekend and i was supposed to go but then you called and i felt that i had to be here i wanted to be
2: here i just don't know why nobody asked me
0: you're right we should have asked you to come home and instead of telling you cindy would you like to come over now and sit with us at the big table
1: oh mom <laughs> thanks for asking but uh... We've got a game going
0: here. So, how big of a problem is Cindy? Have
1: Zach, what do you think?
2: I mean, we have our top and last spots available. Right. I would, I'm going to have to put this as the most concerning of all the issues. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Just Considering the fact that this is obviously something that has plagued her her entire life, now she's an adult, still, yeah, still tormenting her and trying to, yeah, can't get away from it, can't do it. So, <laughs> I, I, I judging by your laughter, <laughs> I'm thinking we you went more direction. <laughs>
1: Okay. okay. I see what you're saying, though. She's got these issues still going on into adulthood, so they're serious issues. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, she hasn't re- resolved them, or she hasn't found a way to
2: kind of break off from them and kind of do her own thing, blaze her yeah. own path.
1: <laughs> so, so you're ranking it as the as the biggest problem? Okay, it's um,
2: yeah, it's. Uh... I see it
1: differently. Okay, all right, let's. And this is how I see it. Her two problems. Wow. I have a loving family who wants me home for the holidays, or wah, I'm going skiing. Oh my gosh, let me wake <laughs> up and choose between those two. Let me guess. She went home, she was going to ski on her own volition and her own dollar. Now that her parents paid for her Christmas trip, let me guess. She goes home and spends Christmas, New Year's hits, she goes skiing everything's great for Cindy and you know what they don't respect her because she acts like a child because she acts like a child she has not grown up yet she doesn't realize that over her own interest of going skiing Mm -hmm. she should look out for her family think of her aging parent think of the family being together and go ski another time you selfish little you have a beat button so that's it she's number nine in my book not an issue give me that problem any day loving family or going skiing I'll take it so let me throw a monkey wrench into this. Okay.
0: I think she's got an identity problem. Because obviously, that's not Cindy. If you didn't know oh. The actress who played Cindy in Very Brady Christmas is not Susan Olsen, who played Su- uh, Cindy when she was a child. This is Jennifer Runyon, and she took over the role for Susan Olsen, who was on her honeymoon at the time when they were filming this.
1: So that's no not way. even...
0: That's not even Cindy Brady. Oh. So
1: she, wa- Cindy, wanted to be in it, may- maybe, but she was just on her honeymoon, so didn't reschedule. There's a lot,
0: yeah, there's a there's a lot of discussion of whether or not that that was the excuse, or she wanted more money. It's one of the two. Um, wow. Uh, but yeah, if I didn't know if you guys knew that, but that's not the actress who played uh, Cindy when she was... Yeah,
1: I, I knew that. Sure. Could you tell that, Seth? You could, right? It's pretty obvious, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew she was somebody different, but I, I you said the name. Was
2: what Runyon last name? Jennifer
0: Onion, yes.
2: Okay. Yeah, I've never heard but at
0: mean She looked familiar, but not in the role of you Cindy. You might remember Brady. her from a movie and a TV show. Jennifer Onion was in Charles in Charge from the 80s, and okay. she's in Ghostbusters. In the very beginning, when Bill Murray is doing the uh, the card trick, mm-hmm. and he goes, and he holds up the, the card, and he goes, and she she has to guess what his, what what's on the card, and she goes, is it a star? And he lies because he likes her, and he doesn't shock her. And he keeps shocking the other guy in the beginning of Ghostbusters. That's Jennifer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And what
1: is she in Charles in Charge? One of the sisters? She is the girlfriend to Scott Baio. Oh, Okay. So yeah, because I was wondering why Cindy, the real Cindy wasn't there. They just replaced her. And the whole time I'm watching this actor act, I'm thinking she must be in her head going, Holy cow, I got bumped into the Brady's. Like this, this is a primetime special. Like what a what a gig to get. I mean, that must, it was, a, I'm sure must see TV at the time. And the whole time I I'm thinking, wow, she must be just thrilled to book this. But that's interesting. So right, she's she's totally different person, but still a different person with two problems, a loving family. And going skiing—two good problems, no matter who you are. So, so one or nine? What do you guys think? Not, my nine for sure—not a problem. Give me that problem today, and I'll deal with it. Seth, what do you think? You want to agree with him?
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I just—I think that I, I understand the thing about with this new information. I don't know that it changes it too much for <laughs> me, at least.
1: Yeah, um, I see your point, Seth. She's a grown-up and still dealing with these issues of being treated like a kid. Do we have to agree? <laughs> Well, I think we can rearrange them. So right. if you want to keep it at one for
0: now, that's fine.
1: Okay. I, yeah, we'll, well see. Okay. I think once we go over one, Seth, my one, you may agree with one. So All right. we'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Joe, could you have ever predicted the the most important problem and the least important problem are the two going head to head right now? You'd I think it'd be like it, two and one. I thought for sure Cindy was the least problem. <laughs> I had that too. Yeah. But. All right. but can I give a little inside tip? At our family gathering, Seth still sits at the kid table, so I think that may be the issue going on there. <laughs> yeah, right? So,
0: but it's a even giant the kids, kids have aged,
1: and I'm still there. So but it's a giant
0: but- kid's table because he's super rich, right? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That, true. That's exactly right. <laughs> Alice. Besides not being able to find her pies, Alice stays with Mike and Carol after getting a letter from her husband, Sam the Butcher. He walked out on their marriage for another woman who he fell for like a pound of ground chuck. Apparently, after trading a few meatloaf recipes, Sam started seasoning her rump roast. It's a shame because Alice and Sam, they were always kind of like liver and onions. But the resolution is that Sam arrives dresses Santa Claus and asks Alice for forgiveness.
1: Did you say you had a present for me?
0: Yeah. I brought you
2: me. Sam? Do you have it in your heart to take me back? Sam, don't you ever do anything like that again. Oh, I won't, I promise. You're top sirloin. Next to you, everybody else is just chopped liver. (laughs)
1: Looks like we (laughs) all got our Christmas wishes. We wish you a Merry Christmas.
0: So is this the worst problem or the least dumb ridiculous problem? Nine is left. So right now, Alice is at number nine, but we can rearrange that order uh, based on what you guys want. So I'm going to let you guys decide. What is the final order? Currently, I'll just read through it. It is Cindy, Jan, Bobby, Peter, Marsha, Greg,
1: Carol, Mike, and Alice. Basically, the choice, Seth, comes down to what's worse, (laughs) infidelity or ski trip. That's what you have to decide.
2: If you want to frame it that way, I'm going to (laughs) go infidelity or lifelong self-repression
1: or... (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I had a a major issue with this guy. First of all, uh, And there's a saying we have in Jersey, "disgraciada." okay? So this is a total disgrace what this guy does. He cheats on her. My favorite part of the whole special was when Alice comes home, comes back, and they go, welcome home, Alice. I didn't think I'd get feelings out of it, but I really felt like that was a warm and cozy moment. My favorite part was the three of them together. I love that. Um, However, what he did to her is inexcusable. And the way he just barges back in as Santa and goes, I found the errors in my way after he did what he wanted, after he thought only of himself, putting that he's a butcher, you know, putting his brujol where it shouldn't go, as we would say. And all of a sudden he just says to her, you know, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. And she's like, oh, OK. And she's so magnanimous and forgives him. But it was inexcusable what he did. I don't trust this guy at all. I didn't trust him back at the original series. I didn't know what he was doing back in that. Frozen section where they got stuck that one episode the whole time so I don't trust him I don't like him and he thinks it's okay if he dresses like Santa and the whole family just excuses him Mike should have picked him up thrown him out or Seth said buried him back with the the building that they were building so he should be sleeping with the fishes he's I I don't like him I don't trust him Alice deserves better Alice is better off just with them and I loved when she came back and she was still like wanted to be the maid role because that's how much she loved her to the housekeeper. That's my thought. I don't think it's going to last and he's going to do it again. Once a cheater, always a cheater.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So Steph, <laughs> you want to rearrange and put Cindy as last now and Alice having the worst problem? Well, in fairness, Seth, Cindy did miss some possibly really good powder days at the mountains, so that's also a major issue, you know. Yes, (laughs) something I'm taking into consideration. Um, You are. You know, Joe, Seth is an amazing snowboarder. I don't know if you know this. He was like a sponsored (laughs) snowboarder, so it does hit home for him more than me, I guess. (laughs) So I get it. it. (laughs) Yes. Touch Oh, Um
2: I don't know. I I guess what, as you were going through it, I was listening. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking at this point, um, why couldn't Cindy have taken it on herself to actively go out and, and get some help or deal with it in some way? Right. So, true. um
1: yeah, also, and that would you, be
2: the priority before Can the I trip, ask you I think <laughs> sorry they're in
1: Southern California, right? Uh yes, uh, yeah, okay. supposedly. Okay. Yeah. She sees a, she's a what, a three, four hour drive from amazing skiing, right? What's out there, Seth, like Bear Mountain or, or what are they, Mam- whatever's bear, out there. Big uh, Bear.
2: Big Bear. Mammoth, or that's mammoth. more like Lake Tahoe
1: area, but yeah. yeah. So take a break, go ski for the day and going out with your family. We're, still, uh, what's, what's the guy's name, Alice's husband? Sam. Sam. Sam the at It's odd, Sam. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. This guy just shows up. Hey, I'm sorry, I saw the error in my ways. Yeah, sure. Until the yeah. next lady walks by, it's not—it's not, it's not <laughs> right. So, uh, do, so what we do, you wanna, do we want to rearrange them? Rearrange, Re- uh, <laughs> rearrange,
0: rearrange.
2: Uh, <laughs> that is very concerning, is, and yeah, I guess is, uh, yeah, I what guess that's a takes- more immediate issue, so that has to be dealt with. And again, yeah, Cindy never
1: actively did anything to kind of change her situation, so. And let's fast forward one week. Who's in the worst situation? Now Alice is sitting there stewing because she's with Sam. And now it's hitting her. I was caught up in the spirit of the holidays. I forgave you. But now I'm sitting next to this guy that I don't trust anymore. And a week later, Cindy's back at college going, Hey guys, ski trip. So who's doing badly? And you know, a week later and still she still has the loving family. Alice had no one to go to. She has no family. The Brady's and us, we're her only family, the Brady fans. So yeah, she's got issues. She's got issues. Okay.
0: <laughs> so let's. Why don't oh,
2: we
1: find
2: oh, like, it? It got tears. It's got to be number
0: one. It's got to be. It's gotta All be right, one. you can have
1: it. <laughs>
0: All right. Do we want to rearrange concern. anybody else, or do you feel good about the order that you have?
1: I like the order. What do you think,
2: Seth? Yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with oh. it. Can't stand to watch cousin Chad don't listen <laughs> to any, get
0: any more tear. she <laughs> got another tear. <laughs> right so the order the official order the official christmas cousins ranking of the brady bunch problems from the concerning most concerning to ridiculously dumb are alice getting a divorce from sam the butcher in case cheating on her jan getting a divorce from her husband philip who was doing too much research with the gray lag geese bobby who is actually secretly racing uh, cars and will eventually become paralyzed. Peter, who's a chauvinist and doesn't like that his wife makes more money than him and uh, eventually, just spoiler alert, they don't get married. Uh, Yeah. Marsha, her husband Wally lost his job, but we'll also learn that Wally loses a lot of jobs in the future. Greg, he can't be with his wife at Christmas. But really, is his wife any good because she doesn't want to be with her son? That's something something to think about. Carol is mansplained by uh, a guy who wants her to tell her husband uh, what what he should do. And uh, nothing actually happens for that. Uh, Mike is the architect and gets fired, but eventually comes in to save some security guards because, you know, that's the architect's job is to go in and rescue people. And so, you know, he almost dies, but he doesn't because, you know, this is the Brakes. And <laughs> number nine, even though Seth might disagree, Cindy, feeling like no one takes her seriously as an adult and really just wants to go skiing, but decides to come home for Christmas because that's what you do. So that is the order of the Brady problems. And I think that's a pretty good order. I'd probably rearrange a couple of them, but I think once we finally convince Seth that Cindy has <laughs> the stupidest problem in the world, uh, I think we're, we're, we're okay. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. All right. I, I, I think that's a great point. One last thing. The fact that there are firemen sitting back, police sitting back, and they let the guy who doodles on the paper go in to save everyone is bonkers (laughs) you're right joe that's bonkers that's the biggest problem apparently of that whole episode is the writing yes
0: so that is our ranking of the brady bunch problems from a very brady christmas i want to thank chad and seth from the christmas cousins podcast so guys how can people find you
1: and where should they follow you on social media they can find us on at Christmas Cousins Pod on Instagram and Facebook. That's at Christmas Cousins Pod on Instagram and Facebook. They can email us Christmas Cousins Pod at gmail.com. We love hearing from people. We love the feedback and the messages. Only positive messages, please. are we have very fragile egos. And Seth, where can they find us? Seth runs a Christmas journal, a daily Christmas journal on Twitter or X. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. Seth, where can they find that? I love reading that.
2: Yep. That's uh, at the letter X. M A S
1: Cousins Pod, so Xmas Cousins Pod, on and it's great. X or he, Twitter, <laughs> it's very sweet. He has a daily Christmas journal. Well, almost daily. Sometimes he forgets, and then uh, <laughs> we can follow along with it. It's great. So thank you so much for having us. This is awesome. This is fun. Yeah, thank you.
0: Oh, well, thank you. So, uh, do you agree with us, or do you think we made the wrong choices? Let me know in the comments below. I'm the Christmas aficionado, and remember, stay off the
1: naughty list. Well, all I hear all day long at school is how great Marsha is at this or how wonderful Marsha did that. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha!